0: Hello, and welcome to part two of a very special edition of Cake and Conversation. You're getting uh, two episodes this week, just a couple days apart. Just like every other episode that will ever be produced, I am your host, Jay Vite. Thanks for pressing play. And I'm assuming since you're checking out this particular episode that you've already listened to part one of The Traveling Cocktail Presents, a pop-up art event at the Cottonmouth Club. If you haven't, you definitely owe it to yourself to give part one a listen first. It's my favorite show to date, and even though I say that every week, this two-part special as a whole has been a blast for me to put together because it's the first time I've had multiple guests on, featured for an episode. It's also the first event I've been invited to come and showcase and plug my podcast. Bash could have easily found one of many artistic bakers or thousands of other people that host a podcast in the Houston area to be featured at his event. Many can provide sweet treats or media coverage or any other creative service, but I uh, was lucky enough to be invited and I'm extremely proud of that. Between Between the two parts, I recorded segments with 10 people overall, made some very important contacts and show aside, I met some fascinating and talented individuals that will help to be the backbone of cake and conversation over the next Several weeks and months. I've had nothing but outstanding feedback about part one, and I appreciate all the love and all the kind words. At the same time, I'm obviously open to constructive criticism because that's how you grow and learn, and learn not, you know, what bad habits to not make so it doesn't become a problem. It just opinions, both good and bad, are always welcome. And if anyone is interested in trying to start their own podcast, I'm always down to give insight and advice from what I've learned so far. I'm pretty pretty much an open book. Honestly, I get almost as excited talking to people about starting their own show as I do when I talk about my show. Again, thanks to everyone who's just clicking play on another episode of Cake and Conversation. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with my, with my guests today. In the lineup for today's show, I have a, a fashion designer focused on bringing life to a unique custom bow ties. I also have a traveling celebrity bartender up for an award. I have the owner of the club that hosted the event, one of the owners of the Cotton Mouth Club. I have an amazing chef that brings crowds wherever he cooks. It's insane to hear stories about it. I also have my brother, who got his first opportunity at being a door guy, a bouncer, and he, he has a he does a lot of help for me behind the scenes. So I wanted to finally have him on and kind of talk about his experience. Uh, for the final guest, um, you know, last but not least, obviously, it's the cake and conversation Godfather himself, the man who's leaving his imprint on the Houston art scene and bringing his business, the traveling cocktail, to life. That's Bash Williams. It's an episode packed with great introductions, a little insight and behind the scenes, and a nice review of the event, maybe even a preview of some future plans that are in the works. Uh, the first guest, though, that I'm going to feature for you all was legitimately just a guest at the event, as in he he bought a ticket and showed up to support Bash. I eventually found out uh, mid-conversation that they were family by marriage, as I was making my rounds at the show, Emmanuel made it a point to stop me and pull me to the side, and he pointed to his bow tie and asked if I considered it to be art. You know, from the first glance, I could tell that it was a unique piece, so I asked him to tell me more about it. Unlike most of the people I recorded with who grew up in other states and cities, Emmanuel is Houston through and through, born and raised. He's always had an interest in fashion, and while he never took drawing and sketching too seriously, He would find himself from time to time sketching and doodling to relax and free his mind of whatever might be going on in his day-to-day life. When it comes to bow ties specifically, he feels as though they're an underappreciated piece of an overall wardrobe. So he's doing what he can to highlight and create unique one-of-one custom designs by using his creative insight and ability. He's got a lot of big goals, uh, one being on the cover of GQ magazine. And I fucking love meeting people who aren't afraid to aim high even when others consider it unrealistic. Emmanuel is the type of person I wanna personally surround myself with. So I hope you guys enjoy our quick segment. It runs for about three minutes and I have a few other guests to feature today so I won't take up any more of your time here. You can find him on Instagram, at touchofclassbowties. Here's my conversation with Emmanuel. So I'm here now with Emmanuel, and uh, I was walking by, and he caught me, he, he pulled me off to the side a little bit. He's a guest here at Cottonmouth Club tonight, but he was um, telling me he's doing a, starting off the design work for
1: custom bow ties? Yes, Neck ties. Yes, sir. So
0: what got you into that?
1: What got me into it, man, I find a fashion uh, for bow ties, and uh, I wanted to create a design that was unique, to give somebody some style, and whenever... You walk into a place, it was something that would catch an eye.
0: Okay, and so. most of your stuff is one of ones?
1: One or? of ones right one to, of Right one. now, yes, sir.
0: So um, are you from the Houston area? Yes, sir, I am. Born and raised around yes, sir. here? born and raised. So what, uh, when did you realize you wanted to get into doing custom designs, like clothes in general or just specifically with the neckties? Just or?
1: specifically with bow ties. I think that's one of the arts of a fashion that uh, is min- mainly overlooked sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're kind of right, really, yeah. actually. So I just wanted to give something that would be an eye-catcher, you know.
0: What age did you realize you kind of had a creative talent for design in general? Like growing up, were you into drawing, sketching, any
1: kind of art? I've had a passion for drawing, but I wasn't always good at it. But I knew that I had anything that I could create. I knew that uh, someone would like it. Okay. So
0: even on the side, like if you're just doing it for yourself, relative to being
1: good or not, it
0: felt good for you like relaxing to just sit down, you got 30 minutes spare time i'm gonna sit here and draw yeah
1: most definitely because
0: of course you're eventually going to get better at it oh yeah we'll yeah. do most definitely do you have
1: like a website how can people reach you if they want to like check out your work i just uh launched my uh instagram at touch of class Bowties. okay so uh if you want to get an item as well it's on etsy.com
0: etsy.com yes, and it's touch
1: of class, touch bow, tie? of class bow, ties.
0: bow ties on instagram yes, nice um so what do you see yourself taking off you know the next say three to five years Would you Uh, ever expand
1: to maybe belts or shoes or other clothing, or are you sticking with? uh, I will expand. I would eventually get into the lapels, the cuff links, uh, you know, just trying to create also something for women as well. Okay. So I see myself expanding it within the next year or two.
0: Just keep it going. You've always been in kind of like fashion in general. You ever gone to like fashion shows or anything like uh, that?
1: I've been in one in high school. You've been in one, okay. I've been in one. Uh, Yeah, one of my dreams is always to be on the cover of GQ magazines. Okay. We're still pushing for that vision. So, when
0: that happens, when it's not it happens, a if, it's a win. It's a win. Dude, that's yes, badass. Dude, it's yes, nice sir. meeting you. I'm glad you
1: stopped me when I walked by. Yes, what sir. do you think of this event going on? Oh, man, it's pretty awesome, man. My brother is hosting the event as well. So, bashing. Yeah. Bashing your
0: brother? Yeah. Oh, shit. My oh, okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, me and him, we worked together for like a month at Bar Louie back in the day when he worked at okay. Bar Louis, and That's how yeah, yeah. I got to know him. Unfortunately, as soon as I kind of got behind the bar, he was bouncing and starting off this, you know, the mm-hmm. traveling cocktail yeah. stuff. So, okay. I didn't even know y'all were family when I started yes, talking sir. to you, brother. I appreciate you. You know, hopefully you you start to blow up with this bow tie thing. I'd love to have you on as like a featured guest for a full episode. Just learn more about your story and kind of show your product a little bit. Definitely. I appreciate you, man. So I've only had about ten minutes total of interaction time with Emmanuel, just from getting to know him and then also recording with him. But one of the best parts from this event was the networking. He uh, on his own he put himself out on a limb. He's confident in his ability to create. He saw an opportunity with Cake and Conversation to spread the word about his work. We don't know each other. He could have easily just waited and asked Bash for my info and tried to schedule a recording for another time. He did that carpe DM bullshit and seized the fucking moment. And putting it in that context gets me really amped up, really excited. I respected the guy right from the start. So again, Go check out his work on Instagram, at touchofclassbowties. My next segment features one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Ed Warner is a traveling bartender who competes in competitions all over. During our conversation, you'll hear Ed mention that he has plans in the works to go guest bartend at bars and pubs across Europe, essentially touring like a damn rock band. So Bash's event started at six and lasted until 10, Ed was there during the early afternoon before the event, showcasing and serving his entry into the Garrison Brothers Bourbon Takeover of Texas competition. For his cocktail, he created what he calls the High Sunset, and that's high H-Y-E. If you'd like a crack at preparing it for yourself, well, first of all, good luck. Second, the recipe is an ounce and a half of Garrison Brothers bourbon. A quarter ounce each of amaretto liqueur, so like Disaronno and peach liqueur, not peach nops, people. Peach liqueur. There's also a splash of Heritage Coats Doron, and I don't know if I'm saying that right. And I assume it's a wine. And I have to double check with him. But just a splash. You could probably do like a white wine, like a Pinot Grigio, if you're trying to make it in a pinch. <laughs> I don't want to mess up his drink. But there's also three-quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice and three-quarter ounce of rosemary syrup. So very, very, as you can tell, very intricate drink with a lot of flavors going on with a nice balance if you're listening to this before february 28th give the man your vote at garrisonbros.com vote it takes no longer than 10 to 15 seconds from start to finish you don't have to create an account to help ed uh, secure the award he's bold and confident yet he's got a warm and inviting kind of presence and you can tell he's probably never met a stranger in his life We talked for a little over seven minutes, so enjoy this awesome conversation I had with uh, what I consider to be a celebrity bartender, Mr. Ed Warner. I'm here at the Cottonmouth Club with Ed. Ed, what are you doing here tonight? What are we promoting?
2: Well, uh, actually, I'm doing a little pop-up for the Garrison Brothers Bourbon Takeover of Texas. I have an entry in the competition, it's called the High Sunset and High is spelled H-Y-E is where, High Texas is where Garrison Brothers is distilled. They're the first legal distillery in the state of Texas. Um, my cocktail uh, is, uh, runs a range of flavors. It's naturally based with the bourbon, but I use lemon juice, peach, peach liqueur, amaretto, a little benedictine, which is an herbal liqueur and I top it off with a Cote wine. So it's an it's a, it's a olfactory, interactive cocktail. The wine neutralizes your palate, and then the citrus just wakes up your mouth, so it's a lot of fun. Um, I was really honored that the um, Cottonmouth Club allowed me to use their venue. I've always looked at them as one of the uh, premier cocktail bars in the city of Houston so when Mike Neff and Mike Raymond allowed me to do this because basically I'm a mercenary I don't have a home bar Okay. Um, I was honored and so it also made me make sure that these cocktails were on point um, this uh, competition is a, a voting by the public so if anyone feels so inclined I would love your vote uh, you can go to garrisonbros.com slash vote and go to Houston tab, see my name and just hit the last star down at the three categories. I'd appreciate it greatly.
0: Awesome. I'll make and, sure to have the link in there for sure.
2: Yeah, and uh, trust me, I plan on winning this thing and the victory party is going to be at the Cottonmouth Club. Cottonmouth
0: Club. How yeah. long you been bartending?
2: Well, chronologically about 15 years. But, I've been doing craft and comp- competing for about four years. And I think everything opened up when... Well, I my background is in the music industry. I worked in the music industry most of my life. And in bur- as burnout therapy, oh, yeah. I went to culinary school. Okay. So I thought I wanted to be a chef until I actually had the opportunity to be a chef and I realized I didn't have the passion. But the chef that I apprenticed with had um, had me do everything that he paid someone to do in the restaurant. So I did everything from be the porter to be the manager. Everything in between. So I actually left him, went back in the music business, realized that my original decision to leave was right. And I came back into the hospitality business, but I chose the front of the house okay, and instead you- of the back of the house. And one day... I was waiting tables, and bartender didn't show up. Yeah. So I jumped behind the bar, and as a friend of mine would say, the rest is the future. So, nice. um, you know, and then I got a job at State of Grace. Okay. And,
0: Off of Westheimer, correct? Right.
2: I was on I was on their opening staff, and it was the first time I was actually in a craft bar. And that, and then, like, one day I just had that epiphany that... This is what I went to culinary school for. Right. Cuz we were blending flavors, we using all fresh ingredients and and I just refell in love with doing this doing this job and so now I create and someone asked me today, you know, what is the process? I said, well, you know, I know flavors and like a lot I've entered competitions where I submitted a recipe and never made the cocktail until the actual day of the competition because I knew the flavors. I've gotten to a point now like with the high sunsets you see a lot of bartenders they'll make a drink and then they're tasting it. I'll make a drink and serve it because I know I'm right. And that's not being cocky. I've like anything else, any skill is a muscle is a muscle memory. So when you do something enough times it's going to be as perfect as you can get. Uniform. You know, it's going to be uniform. You know, and I tend to make my cocktails the same, you know. Like, I think anyone that does something they become sort of anal about it. So I make my cocktails in the same order, you know. I put my peach, uh, my lemon juice in, then my peach liqueur, and then the herbal liqueur, and then the amaretto, then the spirit. And so I'm there, you know. Um, and you know, it's just fun, man. I, it was. I'm working towards being able to bartend for free. Okay. You know, where it's not an <coughs> excuse me, it's not my job, it's just something I like to do. Passion. Like last week was my birthday. Actually, last Sunday was my birthday. So I've been talking about throwing a birthday party, so I did, but I was behind the bar. Yeah, well, You know? Right. Someone said, why would you do that on your birthday? I said, well, you have a party to have fun. That's where I'm gonna have the most fun. You're in your element Yeah And that's where I'm at now man You know I've got I, I mean I've i have created Enough of a Reputation To where I could go Into a restaurant Or a bar And Actually have the bartender Or maybe even Some of the guests Ask me to jump Behind the bar And that's something that I think is One of my biggest Accomplishments Even though I've won Competitions all over the country Um I'm planning on doing a European tour this summer. Okay. So I'm gonna, the way it looks now, I'm gonna do London, Paris, Berlin, and Barcelona. That's insane, touring
3: yeah. bartender.
2: Yeah, actually, if you wanna get more insane, I have a background in the music industry. I don't know if you are familiar with the talent agencies, but I have a friend that created a division at William, at the William Morris Agency, which is maybe one of the most prestigious agents in Hollywood and he was telling me when I'm ready he'll get me representation at William Morris so shit I'll be actually able to say have your people call my people have yeah, your people call my you know, people we'll get
0: something done well I'd love to definitely have you on for a future episode where we can really go anytime. in depth a good 20-30 minutes anytime and Jackie I'll get your card for sure. I, uh, I might already got or not, but I'll definitely get it from you. Stay in contact, man. It's awesome. I feel like you got a really good story.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, and it and it's just starting, man. Yes, sir. You know, I got some stuff, stuff, up, uh, you know, on the on the horizon. Right. That I'm gonna blow shit up. All right? well,
0: I appreciate all right? you. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey. Thanks again to Ed for sticking around after his cocktail showcase to speak with me. I've been bartending for essentially 12 years and have never thought about competing or traveling as a guest bartender before. Honestly, I respect craft bartenders like Ed and Bash because it helps to highlight the different styles of bartenders that there are. I mean, there's wine bars, sports bars, martini bars, fine dining bars. There's bartenders who can flip and toss bottles around like the damn circus. There's speed bartenders, craft bartenders. Uh, yeah, even <laughs> chilies and Applebee bartenders count also. <laughs> My next segment features one of the owners of the Cottonmouth Club, Michael Neff. From the time he was a, a young dude, Michael's worked every job there is to work in the industry from, I, I presume, like busser to dishwasher all the way to bartender and now owner. He's ran or owned bars literally from coast to coast, New York to Seattle. And the Cottonmouth Club is his first venture into the Houston bar scene. He was gracious enough to give my brother and I, as well as a few other guests, a private tour upstairs before the event, uh, where we got to see some of the private art collection as well as another bar. Oh, by the way, um, I still haven't had any booze for about 15 and a half weeks, however long it's been since November 9th. I figured I'd mention that since you guys know that I'm surrounded by alcohol most of the time for various reasons. Uh, Back to Mike though, he was brought to Houston because he and an old business associate had been talking about doing business for years, so they finally had a chance to make it a successful venture and took advantage of the opportunity. The Cottonmouth Club is located at 108 Main Street in Houston, Texas, near the U of H downtown campus. They're open seven days a week until 2 a.m., and they're constantly featuring guest bartenders, live music, other events, DJs. As we were leaving Sunday night, 10 o'clock, a gentleman playing the piano had just started. I'm pretty sure their happy hour is from four to seven, Monday through Friday as well. He was pretty busy for obvious reasons at the event, but I was able to get him for about two and a half minutes. So enjoy my quick conversation with Michael Neff. Right, so I'm here with Mike Neff. He's one of the owners of the- oh, Michael Neff. Michael Neff, yes sir, Michael <laughs> Neff. Get it right for That's sure. Right. Uh, one of the owners of the Cottonmouth Club. He's been nice enough to let us have this event here. And I'm super appreciative myself. This is my first time doing something like this. So yeah, this has been awesome. Um, how long have you been running this place?
4: Uh, we've been open just under two
0: years. Also relatively new. Sure. Um, you have experience, though, owning bars? Many, yeah. Many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: I've, I, I've either owned or run bars around the country.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Did you start off maybe back in the day bartending yourself or mm-hmm. c- coming from the industry? Oh, yeah, so you worked sure. your way up. Like, did the bar back, did the bus? Years sir, and, and years and years. Yeah. So it's something very, very passionate about. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, where else do you, I, I, you were saying earlier that you own stuff, at, not in Houston, where else do you have?
4: Uh, I had a couple bars in New York City. I've run bars all over the place. All over the place. Seattle, Los Angeles. Okay. But this is my first one in Houston.
0: First one in Houston. Yep. So you're are you not from the Houston area? Oh no, no no.
4: Okay. So yeah, no. you
0: just came here about two years ago to open the spot I used up. To there. do this, yeah. Was it a recommendation from a friend or like found the good real estate uh, deal my, for it? Or? My
4: uh, my business partner has a bar here, so he and I have been talking about it for years and then we did it.
0: Okay, and he's Mike, and that's why you go by Michael. Right. Okay. That's, that's why I insist. When I <laughs> uh, talked to Bash earlier, I've talked with Mike before and I wasn't sure if it was the same person or not, right. so now it makes sense. Right. that's cool. Um so what do you guys like mm. it's open seven days a week here?
4: Do you want me to wait for this train?
0: Uh, yeah, we'll catch us on the next segment for sure. We'll appreciate it. <laughs> right, I'm back with Michael, one of the owners of the Cottonmouth Club. Uh, so, yeah, what are the hours operation? Are we seven uh, days a week? Or? We're
4: open seven days a week, 365, 365. 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. every day.
0: Okay, and then you guys, like, we're hosting an event tonight. How often do you get to do events like this?
4: We do them quite a bit. I mean, we, we, we know a lot of people in, in uh, that are bartenders from really all around the world, so when people roll through, we like to have them in. So, yeah, yeah so like, as often as we can, we do it
0: like celebrity bartender so to speak yeah. yeah I got to talk with Ed earlier he right, was right, an right, awesome right. story yeah this, considering he's only been doing this for 15 years bartending but then the last four doing it competitively sure but getting the art aspect behind it was really interesting to me um, do you guys have specific like any happy hour times or I know we're open for I mean four to two, happy hours
4: Monday through Friday I mean I whenever whenever cocktails are a thing but we're always like you know we're always here we always Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind, of our, that's kind of our vibes. Music, cocktails, good times.
0: Good times. If somebody wanted to get in contact with you, then what's the best way to get in contact you made for booking? Um, so our,
4: our, probably the Facebook is the best or, or Instagram at CottonmouthClub.com. Cottonmouth Club, and, and then CottonmouthClub.com. And We have our email address on there. All right, Michael. Thanks again. I appreciate hey man, you, great sir. Great pleasure. I'm glad you guys are here. Yes, sir. Thanks so much.
0: I want to take a minute to tell everyone about the app that helps make this show possible. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Most importantly, it's free. I always got to lead with that. If you're new to podcasting and feel a little intimidated by the whole process, Anchor doesn't charge you a dime to set up an account, so it's a great app to use while you get your feet wet. You also don't have to be an audio engineer to produce your own show. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone, tablet, or computer. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your bedroom fit into your closet. If you can go into a garage, you don't always have to have a fancy studio to uh, make a podcast happen. You really just need something you're passionate about and a chance to click record. Also, anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google music, Spreaker overcast and many other platforms. You don't have to go log into each account and submit an RSS feed. Anchor takes care of that for you. Not only is Anchor free, but you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've been doing this show for 10 months and I've already been able to quit full time at my day job and just work part time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy to use place. Download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Remember, it's Anchor, 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 like from a boat. All right, people, commercials and chilling are finished. It's time to get back to my correspondence, live on location at an art pop-up event hosted by Bash Williams. My next guest is the featured chef of the event, Chef KP. He's been in Houston for 14 years and loves the city because it's very diverse and always seems new and growing. He's originally from Compton, California, Rosecrans to be exact, but his mother's mother's family is from the Houston area. So Chef KP is as Houston as they come, as far as I'm concerned. He's been in charge of the family barbecue since the eighth grade. And even though he was in Cali at the time, his unique style was heavily influenced by Texas barbecue roots. You can find him currently as the overnight chef at the Uptown Hotel in Houston near the Galleria area. The convo goes a little over three minutes and he was my first guest of the night. So you might pick up on both of our nerves as we settled into what was going to eventually become an awesome night. Enjoy my conversation with Chef KP. All right, I'm here with Chef KP, uh, Houston chef. Right? How long Correct. you been in? How long you been in Houston?
5: I've been here 14 years.
0: 14 years, and what brought you to the city then?
5: Um, just this, this, huge, new, diverse that it has. You know that. It's- Coming somewhere new to do my thing, you know, because I heard it was growing, and my family are originally from Texas, so therefore we all migrated down here, and here I am.
0: Stick together with the family. You said it was your mother's side, you were telling me earlier, correct?
5: Yes, correct. Okay.
0: Yes. but Then born and raised in
5: California, what part? Uh, Compton, California, east Compton. side of Compton. Yes, off of Rose Crens, Boulevard, and Atlantic Boulevard.
0: Okay. Did you know from like an early age on that you kind of had an interest or ability with just cooking food in general?
5: You know, yes, it's, it's funny how you mentioned that, but back in like my early days, I was in eighth grade when I learned how to barbecue. Okay. And before you know it, that first time barbecuing set it up for me being the official barbecue of my family. And from that point on, I became a chef here I am today yeah
0: know? so well California barbecue hold on real quick how, how does that work in well, comparison actually,
5: to uh believe it or not it's, it's it's a an infusion of California slash Texas barbecue
0: okay so that's where gets the influence instead of like Memphis or Kansas City yeah, or St it, Louis it, It's okay.
5: Texas influence
0: Texas correct. influence yes. I know they try to do a little tex-mex out there in California as yeah, yeah, well yeah, yeah you know but... my
5: mom's and popped it from Texas so therefore you know I took their recipes and pretty much put the cali twist on it and here we are you know
0: well yes, sir so I know you do a lot of uh, private events for people people uh what about your like night job or day job specifically where you work at
5: well currently right now i'm working at the uptown hotel postal Hotel, for mr tillman for tea, the owner of the rockets and the, he owns the toyota center everything and else stuff, yeah. yeah
0: tillman owns everything else yeah, in the houston so area man. i'm
5: in here doing my thing between the hours of 10 o'clock at night till six in the morning i'm the p.m chef having fun making it happen baby
0: and what do you do for the uh, private events
5: Private events, I do different sorts of things. I do a lot of weddings, a lot of private parties for, for you know, birthdays and whatnot. I do anything ranging from uh, brisket, uh, any kind of steak dinners, uh, pastries, whatever you, you have a fancy for, I can make it happen. You can
0: make me. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So specifically tonight here at the Cottonmouth Club, what are you whipping up for the people?
5: I'm gonna. I'm doing tonight some uh, some, some some smoked turkey tacos and okay. chicken tacos.
0: You know, Tell me a little bit about it. Describe a little bit for me. If we could, uh, I know this is all audio, so just paint that mental picture for the yes, listeners. Well,
5: well, actually, I, I, I took some some uh, marinated seasoned chicken breast and some marinated seasoned turkey breast, and I pretty much put it on the grill with some applewood and some charcoal and rendered it down and then whipped up a nice little broth and, and let it stew a little bit. Then I put it on some crispy tortillas with some fresh cilantro, fresh onions, and some valentino, which is hot sauce. Mexican style,
0: baby. nice little tang to it. Yes. As, as soon as you said onion and cilantro, you nailed it for me. I like that street yes. taco vibe yes. to it. That's and All also, you need.
5: I have cheddar for the ones that love cheddar. I like I the cheese. Like okay.
0: But no sour cream, no right. No, no okay, sour cream cool. No. So many people want to smother it with sour cream no, 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 and like, no. it's taken away from the flavor. Yes, it's like no, a masking no. agent. Yes. All right. Well, I'm excited about tonight. Hopefully, we have a, a good time. It's gonna be a good turnout. It's been nice talking to you, KP. All right. Thank
5: you so we're much. We're definitely.
0: A, oh, 100. percent We're definitely gonna have you on for like a whole separate episode soon too. So I appreciate you. Thank you.
5: Thank you so much.
0: I feel like when I get to sit down with Chef KP and devote a full episode to this man, I'll be in for a treat as far as the stories he has to tell. Between meeting Chef and DJ Big Ra, I was lucky enough to establish relationships with two men who aren't my usual target of up and coming guests. These men are as OG as it gets in their fields. And there's so much I can learn by getting a chance to speak with them. So yeah, definitely my rules of my guests having to be you know, up and coming and creative or loose, You know, I can have on whoever I want. So if I have a chance to learn something from somebody, I'd love to have guests like that on. That's the point of these episodes, people, to learn and grow. I'm biased about my next guest because he's family and not just any relative. However, it's my brother, Jordan, who's been around a lot behind the scenes, helping out with the production of Cake & Conversation. At some point during the time Bash spent preparing for this event, he asked me if I knew of any door guys I could refer that I trusted to ID people and take cash and explain what was going on. I don't know any door guys or bouncers by name because it's been a while since. I've really been on any kind of club scene. But my brother has nice broad shoulders and usually he doesn't take people's shit, all while maintaining like a lovable and inviting balance. So Bash had met him before also because Jordan was there when I recorded Bash's episode with him at Field and Tides in Houston. So yeah, Bash was definitely cool with my brother being the door guy. People don't agree on a lot of issues, just generally speaking, but one thing that can be almost universally agreed on by everyone is that family comes first. As I grow as a host and showrunner, I most certainly am going to bring my brother along for the ride. He's down to help and he's very versatile with what he brings to the table. He was excited when I asked him to record a segment with me. We didn't do this live on location. We did this actually the same day I'm publishing the episode here in the garage. I could definitely see the nerves on his face. So I was happy to give him a chance to talk on air about his time at the event. Once we got rolling, uh, like most people, he was real loose. And we talked for about five minutes. Here's the first, and most definitely not the last, appearance of my brother, Jordan Vite. And yes, people, we know we sound the same. So I'm here with my brother, Jordan, who's making his first appearance, first of probably many appearances on Cake and Conversation. Um, Sunday night, when we were at the pop-up art event, he got to be the door guy, bouncer, security guy. Um, while we were trying to line up the event, Bash was asking me if I knew anybody that had experience being a door guy. And I was like, not specifically, but my you've met my brother before, and he's got big, broad shoulders, and he'll slap a motherfucker if they act crazy. So I definitely referenced my brother and had him. Um, so was this your first time doing anything like this, Jordan? Man, hell yeah. This was actually the first time I actually
3: got to be a part of being the doorman, security-wise. Is like. it something you'd be interested in doing again? Oh, definitely. My resume, just I just... Put more stuff on my resume, you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely gonna, as, as soon as Bass wants my help, I'm gonna help him no matter what. He ain't even gotta pay. Like, I'm gonna be there. Like, help support. Yeah, I'm gonna, like, support and all of it. So, when people were coming to the
0: door, what were you telling people? What did you have to do specifically to separate people that were just bar guests well, from like right people? A,
3: like, right away, people came up, and I didn't know if they were coming to see the bar specifically or not, but. I was just like, hey, man, like, Bass got this little pop-up art show going on. Like, this is what's going down. It's $20 charge. You get a craft cocktail from Bass Williams himself. And then you get two free chicken tacos from Chef KP. Chef KP. Yeah. Yeah. And goddamn, like, as soon as they came up, if they said no, I'm like, man, you don't have to pay. Like, y'all can go and check the bar out, go talk to him, whatever, whoop-de-whoop. But... If you're out here to support them, like, I got this ticket right here for the food and I got a ticket for the drinks. like That's all it came down to. Man.
0: So when we uh, first got to the city, I could tell you were pretty excited, like, looking at all the buildings. Uh, we, we're from a small town, and uh, I don't think you're in Houston that often. How often do you, would you say you get to go to the city? Man, honestly, that's the first time
3: I've been in Houston in a couple years, I'm not going to lie. But God damn, I felt like I was in New York City or something just being downtown with all them big buildings, all the the flashy lights, all of that. People walking by and all that. Like, man, this was badass. Yeah,
0: it's a different kind of energy being in the city for sure that you don't get from like a a small town vibe. Uh, We were talking about Chef KP's tacos. Uh, You mentioned those earlier. Can you describe them for me? Paint a picture on these tacos since my my listeners can't see them. Man, I'm not going to lie. I didn't
3: even... uh, I wasn't even thinking about the tacos the whole the whole night while I was working but you came out there and brought me two of them it was like man you got to eat eat some food real quick I know you're not going to ask but right they were so tender the meat just fell apart in your mouth there was cilantro pico de gallo there was lime on the side but I'm a lime fan myself so and it was hot so like, it had it everything the texture everything was perfect right like, you like you can't beat them shout out to Chef KB. Chef KP,
0: Chef yeah, KP from the, man. From the man. Uptown Hotel. Hell yeah. So in the ticket purchase, it included the tacos, it included viewing some art from Darius Lot, uh, dessert from me, and it also got a craft cocktail from Bash. Uh, you were telling me you didn't get to actually try the cocktail. Uh, why was it important to you to not be drinking while you were working?
3: Well, I mean, shit, I drink every day, almost. Like, goddammit. Like, I'm out there trying to be professional. It's just, I'm here to serve a job at the moment. Like, Honestly, I I feel bad that I didn't get to try a craft cocktail from him, even though I've had one before, but I just, I was trying to be more professional, you know, trying to just keep it in that Yeah, You didn't have to kick anybody out? No, I didn't have to kick no one out. There was was definitely some homeless people walking by, and I gave this guy some money, like, I mean, out of nowhere, he was just, he walked by, can you give me some money? I did, and he was like, do you have a cigarette? And I was like, I don't smoke, but I wish I... I wish I had one right now, I'm just joking. And a little bit later he came up with a wet ass cigarette and was just like, here you go, bro, like, here you go, man. Thanks for the, the dollar you gave me. Here's a wet ass cigarette, <laughs> And I, I didn't know what to do with it. I was just like, man, see, like, positivity, like. You give out something, they're gonna come back no matter, I didn't even know the guy, like, yeah. I didn't even smoke cigarettes, like. He came back and just gave me a whole wet ass cigarette. Like, so That's with the uh, homeless man right there. With Bash specifically, you got anything you want to tell Bash? Oh, definitely. Hey, Bash, man, like this like this opportunity was fucking badass, like I would never like get to experience something like this before and I'm open to do anything you want as long as my schedule's open. Just let me know, Bash, like you're
0: the man, bro. <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh brother, uh, my brother Jordan here does a lot of work to help me out behind the scenes but definitely in the future you guys are going to hear uh, more segments from him i just wanted to make sure i got a lot of stuff recorded with other people at the event some of the guests some of the people that were featured and i wanted to make sure to include him because it was his first time doing an event like this so behind the scenes man yep thanks for helping out i appreciate it y'all
3: catch me all the time i'll be right here behind the scenes every segment almost thank you, you for the time man. <laughs> So much more. I- I-
0: My brother wanted to make sure and tell you all thanks for checking out his segment. The more times he eventually appears, the more comfortable he'll get and maybe one day down the road, he'll start his own show. I would also like to thank everyone again for checking out part two of this special edition of Cake and Conversation. My final guest for you all is the man of the hour himself, owner of the traveling cocktail, Mr. Bash Williams. Bash and I spoke after the event for about five minutes, so I had the chance to check out how he felt about how the show went. We also talk a little bit about his previous experience hosting events, his plans and concepts for future events, and a little bit about the featured artist Darius Lott. I'm looking forward to my next event working with Bash. No matter where the show goes or what happens to it, Bash will always be the godfather that helped put the show on whatever map it gets put on. Without him, uh, this might be called, like, zebra cakes and regrets (laughs) instead of cake and conversation. So uh, here's my segment with Bash. All right, I'm here with Bash, the man of the hour, the guy who put all of this together here at the Cottonmouth Club. How do you think it went, man? We're just finishing up right now. How was it?
6: I think it went good, man. Um, Yeah. At at the end of the day, I appreciated everybody that came, came out everybody enjoyed the drinks, everybody enjoyed the tacos and the desserts, the cake and conversation. Just socializing and networking and getting to
0: meet a bunch of new people. I I mean, I got like 10 of these little
6: mini interviews going
0: out, so we're almost gonna have two episodes or some big bonus show. How many of these have you done before?
6: Uh, So, before this, I've done two. This is just a art pop-up, but the other ones that I've done have been like blind bashes, which is it's like something totally different. It's where you kind of what we talked about, talked last about talk, on the show yeah. where you invest in me and you don't know anything what what anything is going to be. Yeah. But this one was kind of more so about artists and artists coming together, dope artists coming together, local artists, not just looking at the big stars and being like, oh, well, I have to work with them. Like we can look at people around us every day and appreciate the shit that they do yeah you know what I'm
0: like the local hustle exactly. like the people that are still up and coming exactly uh, do you have an idea of when you think your next event will be or how often i was talking with darius myself and i was like dude like i want to help him out so we can do these like once a month it'd be <laughs> awesome i mean it's crazy to think about but like once a month this thing would be cool
6: i want to build up to that uh i want to actually build up to uh, doing quarterly parties with different um themes and so i would just have like you're saying, doing doing a party a month. I have three different parties that are quarterly, but it'll be different. different. This is the art pop up. This is the blind bash. This is the whatever the skate party or yeah. whatever. You know. But uh, essentially, right now, I really don't know when my train interlude. <laughs> I like the rawness of it, honestly. I don't yeah, even feel like stopping. I exactly. like the train going by. Well, well, I I don't I don't know when my uh, next event will be. I know that March the 28th, I believe, I'm doing uh, a tequila event, Tequila and Appetizers for Field and Tides. Uh, I don't know the super particulars on that, but um, that's the next thing I'll be doing.
0: Okay. Yeah. How'd you go about meeting uh, Michael and Mike that own the Cottonmouth Club? How'd you guys come across each other?
6: So actually, I was working at Hearsay right around the corner from here, and he used to come in all the time. And then one day, we were really busy, and he walked in, and he was just by himself, and he was standing up. And... I went to go get a chair, and I gave it to him. I'm like, here, man, like, have a seat. Come on, I'll take care of you. After that, he invited me to the Cottonmouth Club, and, I mean, that's
0: all she wrote. You've been good ever since.
6: Yeah, I've been good with him, and then I met um, Mike, Mike Raymond. It's been a wrap after that. We've been tight. As hell yeah. Cause I didn't I didn't know who he was I didn't know That he owned a bar I, I just thought he was Some regular dude That was like Oh shit I don't have a place to sit Right You didn't know, you know? He was something special Necessarily yeah. You didn't
0: cater to him Because yeah. of Exactly right. What about uh, Chef KP That we had tonight How did you guys uh, Meet or come in contact
6: So Chef KP I actually worked with him First at Uncle Albert's In Cyprus Okay And uh Wherever he goes People flock to his food It's ridiculous Like when I used to Work with him He He I, were, I was blown up. I was, I'm going to just put it like yeah. that. But I didn't care. I was like, put extra cheese on it, you know? Yeah. And now I'm all vegan and shit. <laughs> <You> <laughs> right? <know? laughs> For real.
0: Um, did you know we had the DJ earlier? Um, did you know him specifically before this? I know he was doing an event, technically, before you yeah. started. But were you aware of him, or did you just meet him tonight?
6: No, it was that was kind of, like, super organic. like, And he was just playing stuff, and I'm very much so into music. So he's like, oh, let me... Let me uh, test out your sample knowledge so we kind of bonded over that but he's a dope dj like
0: y'all did just meet tonight then yeah
6: just tonight dope super dope dj man from what i heard tonight
0: yeah really no, but it's cool man it's been great having you on like again the godfather of cake and conversation is bash <laughs> right here send me so many contacts i haven't even got to get to all of them yet but just yeah. i mean plenty of content so yeah. i'm definitely gonna have you on again i appreciate you man a lot like I it really means a lot you. So.
6: shit man that's what it's about it's about give and take yep. give and take just helping know? each
0: other out exactly. it's community creative exactly. collective is the word i like to use
6: you have value i have value together we have more value. right
0: that's what i was telling darius earlier is, you know, eventually, like, if somebody, whatever, somebody makes it, you want to bring the people that came up with you along with you. It's like, oh, I made it, I just signed something, whatever. You got some big company going or studio, and it's like, hey, come along. Like, you helped me out, I know I can trust you, whatever, you know. Yeah,
6: and Darius, that guy, like...
0: Yeah, I'm, so I'm so glad y'all hit it. I'm so glad y'all hit it off. For, like yep. his,
6: his art is ridiculous. Well, it speaks for itself. Like yes. I referenced
0: him to you and all I have to say is just check out his art. And then you yeah. don't need me anymore. Like it speaks for itself. The dude's yeah. a beast.
6: As soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, yep. I think I want to work with
0: him. Yep. <laughs> like, he's a cool guy too because he comes across almost at first as introvert. But once you get him talking about his art or yeah. dance and stuff, he just, oh, he's one of the most outgoing guys you'll meet. So Hell yeah, Yep, it's cool. That's what brings it out. But Hell yeah. All right, man. Thanks again for ha- uh, having me here. I appreciate it. Oh my guy. Yes, sir. I wish I had the audio capability already to be able to play some sort of celebratory music during this closing segment. Uh, Queen's We Are The Champions would be great background music for this right now. Thank you again, I've said it a thousand times, but thank you again to everyone who took the time out of their day to listen to my show. Whether it's playing while you're driving to work or background noise for when you're studying or as a way to help support a friend, I genuinely Appreciate you clicking play. And you know, I'm being authentic about my thanks because I haven't been jaded or anything by sponsors and marketing politics yet. Speaking of sponsors, though, clear your calendar for March 14th from 2 to 8 p.m. I have exciting news because Cake and Conversation will be live on location, recording for another special edition episode or two or three, depending on how much content I get. Blank sessions with a Z. It's a sonic and visual presentation in Third Ward, Houston, presented by former guest and friend of the show, Jonathan Paul Jackson, also Rovion Rockmore Reed. There will be sounds by the Everlasting Vibes and Friends, and there will be visuals by at Onohi Dent and at J.Paul underscore Jackson. There's also a food truck provided by at Food Music Life and beer provided by Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, people, PBR will be there. Um, I'll definitely talk about this event more as the weeks pass and as it gets closer and as I figure out a little bit more about it. I reached out to um, Jonathan Paul Jackson today, actually, because I remembered last time we talked, he had an event coming up in March. And today I was like, oh, March is coming up. Let me message him really quick and see if I can be a part of his show. And he was nice enough to say, yeah, that'd be cool. So I will be there with microphone in hand, ready to meet people and share artistic creative expression with you guys. So I can't stress enough how these are, you know, they're just so much fun to make, but I've kept you guys here long enough. I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. Um, You can find us on Instagram at cake underscore and underscore conversation you can find me on facebook shoot me an email if you want or a message or whatever if you know of anybody interested in being on the show there's links in the show notes to support the show if you'd like um to be entered in a chance for a drawing march 1st i have three people in it right now so (laughs) somebody's gonna win a 25 dollars gift card and they're each only just contributing 99 cents a month so yeah somebody's getting the gift card we're up to three people so the odds are good good for them at least (laughs) um But yeah, I'm going to leave you with a voice message that my grandma left for me on the Anchor app because it's really sweet. Send out positive vibes, people, and they will be returned. You will hear from me soon. Take care.
3: Hey, Andy, Grandma here. I love your
5: podcast. Really great job.